0: Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Father, we do love you. We praise you. We thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for redemption. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for his death, burial, and resurrection. His ascension to your right hand where he sat down ever living to to make intercession for us. Thank you for a divine substitute. The one that took our place, became what we were so we can be as he is. Thank you so much. Thank you that he bought, purchased, and paid for us ransomed us, redeemed us. We thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for this wonderful church. Thank you, Father, for what you've done up till this point. Thank you for the solid foundation that you've laid. Solid stalwart foundation. Can't be shaken. Those things take time. And Father, we're so glad you invested the time. Sent pastors after your own heart. Thank you, dear Father. Foundation is laid. But we do know, Father, by the Spirit of God, That before Jesus returns, there shall come a great flourishing in the local church. The day of the local church has arrived. And thank you, Father, for those that have stayed with you, stayed steady, staying with the word and staying with your presence. Those that have stayed steady with you, not running with this, not running with that, not going with fads and and uh, other things that maybe would just draw crowds, but are more more interested in having you come than having masses come. Father, thank you. This is one of those places and those places in the days to come are going to thrive, going to thrive beyond our wildest dreams and expectations. And Father, thank you for this place. Thank you, dear father, for a divine interruption in some times with the presence of God falling like a uh, like a rain, the presence of God coming in like like waves of the sea. Thank you, dear Father. We thank you for this place. And it's not that far off. It's not way down the road in the sweet by and by. We're just bumping up against it. Bumping up against it. Every now and then we get a toe in. Every now and then we get a foot in. it seems like we kind of back back out. All of us do. Because it's not quite time yet. These things are in times and seasons. And Father, we thank you for the season. The time and the season that's coming to this area. We thank you, Father. For, again, for divine interruptions. Plans and things that you've laid out. Visions that are being fulfilled. But thank you, Father, there shall come divine interruptions and divine interventions. Hallelujah. Lives will be changed even quicker. Bodies healed. Miracles wrought. Believers taught. lost saved. Backsliders coming back in. Ministers being raised up. Churches being planted. Amazing things. Vision fulfilled. Because those things, as you've said, are for an appointed time. But the appointment's about here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, And just as there are appointments that we anticipate, an appointment with a friend, an appointment for a meeting, we anticipate those things. And we're so excited, Father, there's a divine appointment. Hallelujah. Uh, Not just in the local church, but even in this local church. Hallelujah. Thank you for it, Father. Some Holy Ghost surprises. Some, not just what's being believed for, not just what's being declared, oh yeah, that'll always come to pass, but there are some divine surprises that are coming in. Father's about to show himself strong. Hallelujah. So we thank you for it, Father. We boldly declare he's going to show himself strong and it's not going to take long and folks are going to find out they're right where they belong. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you for it, Father. Unusual miracles, not just miracles, but unusual miracles. Even as it was said in the book of Acts, uh, with the apostle Paul, how God wrought special miracles. Father, we just declare, have a sense in our heart that there will be so many miracles. We'll have to decide which ones are regular miracles and which ones are special. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, that was a special miracle. No, that was just a regular one. The special ones are coming tonight. Hallelujah. (laughs) And we thank you for it. Father, we thank you for this place. Thank you, father. They've stayed steady. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stayed steady. Kept their their hand to the plow and stayed right with it. Hallelujah. When it would have been easy to run this way or easy to run that way, but they stayed right with it. And faithfulness with you carries a lot of weight. So, Father, we just thank you in advance for this place. The glory shall be made manifest. The cloud shall come in. The presence shall flow like a river. Mighty things shall be done. Mighty race shall be run. And it's not way down the road. It's already begun. Hallelujah. Father, we're looking for sometimes organs replaced where they've been cut out by medical science. Oh, yeah. Bodies healed. Minds that have never been right. Suddenly by the Holy Ghost, suddenly made right. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. People, people coming in, brought in from institutions where they've been put away because of mental or emotional problems brought in. Nobody will have to pray for them. Nobody will have to lay hands on them. Just sitting in the presence of God, suddenly they look around like they don't know where they've been for the last five years. We're looking for that. Father, we expect the, the, the normal miracles, the blind eyes to see, the deaf ears to hear, the lame to walk. But we look also for the maimed, the dismembered to be made whole. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for this place. We have a sense in our own hearts. Father, we only know, we only know what the Holy Ghost shows, but we have a sense in our own heart, Father, that it's just not far off, that we're bumping up against these things. So, Father, we don't wait until then. We rejoice now. We lift our hands and we give you praise and thanks. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Revival. Revival. Great revival. Will thou not revive us again, O Lord, that thy people might rejoice in thee. Great revival. Oh, yeah. Great revival. Great revival. Great revival. Great revival. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord overtaken. The blessing of the Lord overtaken. Oh, and as you said in your word, dear Lord, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And addeth no sorrow with it. Thank you, Father, for not only physical miracles. Not only protectional miracles, but thank you for provisional miracles. Yeah, miracles of provision. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And Father, that other thing that we seem to have sensed for a number of weeks now. Something about some cases here today, but gone tomorrow. There are going to be some, uh, some uh, ministries so to speak. Some ministry, so to speak. And people are going to scratch their heads going, I, I don't get it. They were just here yesterday and all of a sudden just seems like they're gone. Those that those that won't walk with the Spirit of God, those that won't judge themselves and live right, going to, be a, going to be a change in some things. Oh no, not steal, kill, or destroy, but they'll just suddenly just seem to be almost, so to speak, here today and gone tomorrow. Ah, but then the other's going to take place and some that just seem like they're gone today. <laughs> But then they're here tomorrow, like like David, who was gone today, out tending sheep, and suddenly he was here tomorrow, brought to the forefront, like Moses out tending sheep, gone, made mistakes, gone, gone today, but suddenly, suddenly, had an encounter with the presence of Almighty God, and gone today, but here tomorrow. And Father, we we have a sense that there are going to be uh, a lot, a lot, many, many that are just uh, you got them. <laughs> You've got them under the radar. You've got them under the radar. And many say, Lord, why doesn't this happen? And why doesn't that happen? And why doesn't, why hasn't this come to pass? Why hasn't that come to pass? But see, things have to be in a season. And they've got to sometimes be kept under the radar until the preparation's been made. Because once they come above the radar, there are forces of hell that would like to slow things down. But by the time they come above the radar, they're already equipped and prepared and ready to go. Both barrels loaded, not afraid of a thing, ready to take on anything hell has to offer. And they'll rise to the top and they'll suddenly come out of nowhere. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for this place. Father, we pray. We pray this place. We'll run their race. Finish their course with joy. Hallelujah. This place, this base, glory to God. Hallelujah! Fulfilling things you spoke to their hearts years ago that have really never come to pass yet. But they're for an appointed time and they will. <laughs> It'll surely come to pass at last. It'll surely come to pass at the last. So we thank you for it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, let's lift our hands and thank God. My goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Everybody say, I believe it. I believe it. I receive it. I receive And I'll be a part of it. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Glory. Glory. (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, that wasn't working on American Airlines. That came right (laughs) when we got to church. (laughs) Nothing against American. Okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. It's good to be here. You know, I just like, you know, for about... uh, for about three years, you know Janet and I traveled for a hundred years we, we started young um, but you know we traveled overseas about a hundred a hundred and seventy five hundred i don 't know, 100, know how many trips we had to have a seat with our own name on it i don 't know but anyway and uh, and then traveled uh, throughout the states and then and then uh, about three three and a half years ago, maybe a little bit more, um, all of a sudden it, it just lifted it 's like we we went uh, every now and then, but but just all of a sudden, the grace to, to go out just wasn't there. And we knew we needed to stay back home and, yep. and get things established. And we just knew, you know, we didn't have, a, didn't have Jesus didn't appear to me. I'd have taken that. But <laughs> no, didn't have an angel ride up on a white horse and give me a scroll and say, eat this and you'll know what to eat. I'd have welcomed anything like that. All I knew is I couldn't hardly make myself leave town. And it was even worse for my wife. She said, you travel, you, you're welcome to travel. The grace has lifted off of me, brother. So, uh, and so for about three, three and a half years, maybe, something like that, we just didn't have any unction to travel. And without unction, you just don't, no. you know. And then uh, just about a year ago this month, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God, I'm just in my prayer room one day. And the uh, Spirit of God said, time to start going again. I said, well, Lord, I just got used to not going. <laughs> you know, the first year I didn't have unction to go, I whined because I didn't want to go anymore. I know you've never whined, but, <laughs> but, um, there's something in the works, yes. something in the works. And the funny thing was, you know, we've traveled to the nations for 30, almost 33 years. And, um, but when God really dealt with me about that, it really blessed me because when God really dealt with me about that, he really dealt with me for myself. You know, everybody's got their own, their own mandates, but God really dealt with me when He when He dropped that in my heart about that it's time to begin to travel again. He He, began, he really stirred my heart that uh, that uh, it wouldn't be as much overseas as it would be to America because there's something coming to America. Hallelujah. And uh, I don't know about you, but that blessed me. Yes. when you When you look at our when you look at our political, our financial, our social, when you look at everything going on in America, and it would be easy, real easy, to write it off. But don't write it off because I'm telling you, there's something something stirring. Amen. And uh, and we get to be right in the middle of it, you know. All of us do, and so um, so it's just it's really good to be out here. And, and so when you do travel like this, you know it's just so nice to get into a place where you you know you step in and and you feel like you're at home. Uh, so thank you for that. It's that's you know you go sometimes you go places. It's not always that way. It's always good. You enjoy being out. You know, with with God's people, it's always good. But when you just get to a place where you just you know step in and you feel like you're at home. Um, that's really a blessing. So the same Holy Ghost, but, you know, but every church has a different personality, even though the Holy Ghost is there in most of them. Um, some places they got him locked in the, black, the back, closet, back closet, but, but um, you know, uh, you know, but then there's churches that have just a, the same same Holy Ghost, but same, same personality about him, you know, and, and same presence. So that's a blessing. So, um. So anyway, um, it 's good to be back, and we just so appreciate your pastors they're just God said he 'd send pastors after his own heart, and that 's what he 's done and These are not only not only fellow ministers that we love and highly respect, but they 're some of our best friends and so Thank So this is a double blessing here. in fact, you know I was what, what is this Sunday Friday, I was in the office and, and I was walking through one of the departments and one of our one of our staff members. Said, uh, you said, you're you're going back out to California. I said, yeah. And said, uh,
1: well,
0: you need to. You, can we have pastors Mark and Brenda come back out for a meeting? <laughs> so they've been invited. So we're going to have to book something when we get them back out to Tulsa. And they, they blessed us last time was a marriage seminar, and um, so and that was wonderful. So anyway, um, let's open our Bibles to Exodus the thirty third chapter. The, uh, the only other side to that when you come into a place that feels like home the only other side to that is it works like it does at home and when you get in the pulpit sometimes you have four to six messages and, and it's like you either pick one of them or you preach till midnight <clears throat> so I'm going to have mercy and I'm just going to pick one <laughs> oh, we could preach till midnight no but um, it's um, something something stirring um, it's going to be an interesting year you know, anytime you've got a year when you've got, you know, presidential elections, it's going to be interesting. Yes. You've always got that. You're going to have people slinging mud at each other. You're going to have all kinds. Of, you got all the debates and all this other stuff and might as well get used to it. We got another, what, 10 more months of it, something like that. That's just that's just part of the party, you know, and part of the, party. the system, whatever it is. But thank God for a nation where we have the freedom to do that. We did enough travel through Eastern Europe where they didn't get to choose who their leaders were. They didn't get to go and vote, vote. And if you can vote, you need to vote. If you, if you don't vote and you don't pray, you can't complain. Shouldn't anyway, might better pray than complain. It does more good. But, um, um, but you know, it's, uh, uh, I'll, I'll back up just a little bit. There's a, a, a friend of mine that, Pastors in another state, and a and, uh, number of years ago, he said the, the Spirit of God spoke to him and said, uh, the, uh, Holy Ghost churches will thrive in the days to come. Well, you know, since that time, and again, we're not criticizing anybody. I don't mean to do that. Okay? Anybody that's doing good's doing good. We appreciate right. yeah. So we're not criticizing anybody. But, but in recent years, there's been a lot of movement toward leaving the things of the Spirit out of the church. Okay, well, you know, if they can get folks born again, if they're getting good results, then thank God for that. So we're not criticizing. But he just made this statement. And really when he got this by the Holy Ghost, it was a number of years before the movement came along where it was more geared toward um, um, natural short services. Um, I can't promise you those this week, but we won't try to drag them out long. Uh, But, you know, uh, um, the the seeker-sensitive kind of thing, you know. Um, before all that came along, he said, the Spirit of God, you know, a lot of times God will give you something like that to hang on to when it looks like it's never going to go that direction. Yes. Remember when Paul told Timothy, he talked about the prophecies that went before him.
1: Yes,
0: yes. I got more of those. Yes. I've had more prophecies that have gone before me. I finally got to, where I was thrilled when I didn't get any more. Yes. I used to go to meetings looking for a word. Now I'm glad when I don't get one, because if I don't get one, I probably don't need one. And he said, you know, Paul wrote to Timothy and he talked about the prophecies that went before him, that by them he might just have a wonderful time rejoicing in it. No, that by them he might war a good warfare. So, uh, you know, a lot of times things are said because the day's going to come when it doesn't look like it could ever come to pass. And it gives you something to hang on to, to take before the Father. I've got a lot of those things. I spend a lot of time in the presence of God, reminding God of some things that were said to me by the Holy Ghost. And I want him to know I'm still believing. Lord, I, I yeah. am going to stick with that until the rapture and halfway through the millennium.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I'm kidding. I'm getting more stubborn all the time. Don't tell my wife. She already knows. Okay. And, uh, but he said, um, uh, the Spirit of God spoke to him, and this, and this is a minister that, um, well, Reggie Scarborough, that we all know, and I have a great confidence in his ability to hear from heaven. I've known him for almost, well, 30 years, I guess, close to that, and I've watched him, and I, and, and I, could have, I put a, a great value on when he, when he says the Spirit of God spoke to him. He doesn't say that very often. When he does, you can about take that to the bank. And he said the, the Spirit of God spoke, the Spirit spoke to me in praying, praying the other day, and he said that, Holy Ghost churches, I may not have this word for word, but Holy Ghost churches are going to thrive in the days to come. Well, since then, Holy Ghost churches really haven't thrived as much as some others have, but it's not over till it's over. And and God will tell you things like that to hang on to you, hold you steady for an anchor when it looks like things are going the other direction. But I'm telling you, that's been a number of years and all of a sudden the, the wind's starting to blow again. I, I can, there's 're there's just there's small like little puffs of the spirit of god but the wind's starting to blow again Amen. <laughs> it's and, and when when the wind's starting to blow in oklahoma you can get a puff of wind and you better hang on because it could be a blue northern coming in i they come out of canada they come in and they'll drop about 30 degrees in 30 minutes and they come with about 40 mile an hour winds and something blows in yeah. now that's not something good but but um there, there's a, there's a, we're getting some wind in our sails again. There's something. There's, a, yes, there's yes. a hunger starting to come into some facets of the church. There's a remnant out there that's going, this is okay, but I've got to have more. There's got to be. You know, we, we've had so many people come through our church in the past year or 2 that They'll come in. And they'll go, I just love this because where I've been is good. But I've been hungry for something more. And I don't know what it is I'm looking for. I believe it's the Holy Ghost. Yes. I say I'll guarantee you it is the whole, if you're looking for more, that's who it is. Yeah. And, and again, not criticizing it, you know, for anybody doing good, we're for them. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I'm very, con- uh, I'm persuaded and I'm more stirred than I've ever been before. And in a day when there are more churches closing down than there are starting up across America, there's a lot of crazy things going on right now. There's a lot of, uh, um, uh, how do I word this? There's a lot of uh, uh, pulling back the rug pulling back the rugs. There's some stuff maybe that's been brushed under the rugs for years and not dealt with. And the Holy Ghost light shining, the rugs being pulled back yeah. and some things are being brought out where they can be dealt with. Yeah. So they don't pop up somewhere else and cause problems in the body of Christ. Yeah, so that's going on in a time like this when it just looks like all kinds of crazy stuff's going on. I'm so stirred. There's something good yeah. in the world. Yeah, <laughs> there's really something Holy Ghost churches. Yeah. Now that doesn't necessarily mean Holy Ghost churches, I had to get this straight myself. That doesn't necessarily mean where you just run the aisles, jump the pews, and swing from the chandeliers every service. Although I like those services. We have done some chandelier swinging with your pastors before. Actually, actually it was our wives. They're Holy Ghost drinking buddies. They're dangerous when they get together. We might just have the two of them take a service while we're here this week. I don't know. <laughs> Amen, brother. But Holy Ghost churches simply mean you contend for the presence of God and yes. follow it.
1: Yes, yes.
0: You might have a you, you you know you might have a wild run the aisle service. You might have a Holy Ghost drunk service where you get carried out of the building, you know, thrown in the back seat of the car and somebody drives you home. You might have that, you know. We've all had some of those before. If you haven't, you should. Okay? But at the same time, we might have a time when suddenly the spirit of God comes in, and there's just this wonderful pr- praise. I just love it when we get to church, and, and 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 I'll get up on the front row during the during the music, during the praise and worship. And on the inside, I can hear there's a praise in the house. Man, when I, when that when I got that, it's like okay, we are going to have fun tonight. Sometimes you get in, and there's a worship that's in the house. It's it's, it's not as uh, as exuberant it's not as wild but it's it's just there's a worship in the house sometimes there's a prayer in the house sometimes you just come in you go just got to pray i don't i don't have that happen a lot but every now and then i'll, I'll get into church particularly on a sunday night we had a service um, um some some friends of ours had a real disaster come into their family um uh, they they had a, a, one of their children just suddenly disappeared and um uh, some, some dear friends and w- within a couple of days time everybody was looking etc etc and uh, we got to church Sunday night and we just shared with the church and a spirit of prayer fell yeah. just a spirit of prayer fell in there now we're not the only ones I believe it happened all over the country with a lot of folks but I mean it wasn't just like well let's pray it's like we couldn't not pray spirit of prayer fell that's a Holy Ghost church when the Holy Ghost church means the Holy Ghost can direct the church yeah. Pastor John Osteen made this statement the Holy Ghost came rushing into the world to take charge of the church yes. well if he did then we ought to let him yes. if we didn't need the Holy Ghost God wouldn't have given him to us That's right. the simple fact that he was poured out on the day of Pentecost lets us know we are hopeless and helpless without him
1: Amen.
0: but just a spirit of prayer fell on a Sunday night we got a call Monday morning that the child that was lost had escaped Got a cell phone and called her parents and was back home within a couple hours. Well, Hallelujah. thank God. And everything's fine. Everything's just wonderful. It's going fine. I you know, well, well, that would have are you kidding me? You think that would have happened anyway? No, I believe that was because of the prayers of the saints. Not just us, but churches all believers all over the nation. Okay, but but you know, it's just well. We ought to have that. It ought to get just wild at times. Sometimes there'll come a healing wave into the church. Sometimes there'll be just the glory of God that'll come into the church. A Holy Ghost church is where we come in with a plan, but are willing to bend it, stop it, change it, move it, and let the Holy Ghost take over. Okay? And Holy Ghost churches are going to thrive in the days to come. That was probably 15 years ago. And here we are today, and there's a, the, there's a wind of the Spirit that's beginning to blow. Amen. And God's looking for churches like this, where the Holy Ghost has freedom.
1: Yes.
0: Where He knows He can come in anytime He wants. He has an open invitation. It still doesn't hurt to invite Him, but He knows He's got an open invitation. He knows He's got a place He can come in, and He can flow, and He can move. Manifested presence of God can come in. You know, none of us are experts at that. We're all learning. But if we, the more we learn to flow with the Spirit of God. I know I remember a service, um, a, probably, well, let's see, it'd be, this year it'll be eight years, this, this Pentecost Sunday it'll be eight years ago, I think. Um, we came in, and um, into church, Sunday night. And I said, man, this is Sunday night. This is, this is not only Sunday night, this is Pentecost Sunday. You know, if it's Pentecost Sunday and we're Pentecostals, not by denomination, but by experience, yeah. then we ought to have a Pentecostal service And preached on Pentecost. Yeah. Okay. Now I didn't come out of a Pentecostal church. Some of these lovely ladies here, yes. they're wild eyed Pentecostals from way back. Oh, yeah. They have to teach their husbands how to get wild, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we got into church and, um. I'm just, minus, I mean, I'm just preaching out of, you know, Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind filled, all the house were there. I was preaching on, on the power of Pentecost, the purpose of Pentecost. And the and, and thing is, you know, somebody made the statement years ago, you get what you preach. You get what you preach. Okay. You know, if, if you just preach nothing but money, you're probably going to have lots of money, but you won't have a lot of anything else. Why settle for the lowest when you can go for the highest? Amen. Why settle for the brass when you can go for the gold? Amen. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not, money's a part of it. Jesus talked about that. So I don't mean that wrong, but, but you know, you preach a lot about healing. What you're going to end up with yeah. a lot of healing. You preach about salvation. you going to preach about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You get what you preach. Amen. Well, we're preaching on Pentecost oh, and it didn't dawn on me. Hello. You know, you preach on it. Something's liable to happen. <laughs> and all of a sudden the presence of God just fell in that place I mean just just fell in the building it was in our church building you know and I thought wow this is good I I mean I could sense it just getting thick in there so I just got up on the platform to get out of the way sometimes it'll get kind of thick and if I get in and I get just lost as a goose and I don't know what I'm doing the rest of the night I'm having fun but you know it's kind of embarrassing to (laughs) act up with the rest of the crowd but um but, but, um, anyway, I'm up on the platform, you know, about, about, probably about this height right here. I'm up on the platform and, uh, and I'm looking over and, and, uh, uh I thought I'm not going to interrupt this. I just quit preaching. I thought, Lord, you started this. You finish it. I'm going to see people having a wonderful time. They're just worshiping God. They're praising God. They're just, you know, some are getting just fried in the Holy ghost, you know, and, uh, this is all happening. And, and, uh, all of a sudden, now I knew there was a couple in our church, and I knew the, the, the wife, they had uh, three three children, and I knew the wife was having physical issues, but I didn't know what they were. Sometimes I, I, sometimes I don't want to know, because if I know too much, I get into service, I have trouble knowing whether it's the Holy Ghost or me. So sometimes I try not to know too much. Ignorance is bliss, okay? It's not that I don't care, but I, I like the Holy Ghost to be able to manifest, and sometimes... For me, the less information I have when I get in Sunday services, it's, it, it, it helps with the word of knowledge and things like that. So so I, I knew, and my wife, she gets a lot of the information. She's she's a Holy Ghost filter. She always seems to know what to pass on to me and what, to, what not to pass on and how much to pass on. And so I, I just, she's got a, a, you know, thank God for a good wife. She just seems to know what I need to know and what I don't. And, and uh, so... So uh, there's this couple there, right? About over here, about third, fourth row back over here, right? Yeah, just about where you are there. Okay. And uh, they're they're sitting over there, and it's the the husband and wife. And I knew she was having some physical issues, but I didn't know what it was. And... um, uh, and I look over there, I'm on the platform like this, and the presence of God just fell in there. Holy Ghost churches are going to thrive in the days to come. That means if He wants to come in and interrupt, we don't say, uh, Hold that for a minute, I'll get back with you. Yeah. Let me finish my thought here. <laughs> that, that's not a problem for me, because usually when it comes in, my, my thoughts just quit anyway. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, kind of like they're doing right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so the presence of God and I didn't see the glory. I didn't see. Have you found Exodus 33 yet? Yeah. Uh, just hang on. I don't know if we're going to get there or not. So, <laughs> so um, all of a sudden, this presence. I don't know about you. Smith Wigglesworth made the statement: "I'd rather have the anointing, the presence of God on me for ten minutes than knowing the world with a fence around it." Amen. You know, I, I heard. I heard uh, brother Hagan I didn't hear him make the comment, but I heard that he did make the comment a number of years ago. That back in the 50s, that there were, there were folks, there were, there were ministers that had a, an amazing gift, an amazing anointing on them. But they traded the anointing in for money. They got money-minded and lost the anointing. I don't know about you. You can't give me enough. You couldn't give me enough money to trade it. Go, oh, I'd rather have this than the anointing. Are you kidding me? You can only wear one suit, wear one watch, drive one car, live in one house. Beyond that, it's just fluff. The anointing just goes on and on and on and on and on. So, so anyway, so, uh, you know, so I'm just, I just love it when that presence comes in. I mean, I just want to just set up three tents and stay. Sometimes I just want to lay down on the platform, just say, just wake me up in the morning. I'm just going to, I'm just going to bask in this. There's just, there's nothing like that. The world can't offer you anything even close to that. Religion can't offer you anything even close The word's wonderful, but if you don't let the Holy Ghost come in and confirm the word. Say, what do you mean by that? Well, remember back Genesis 1. Don't forget the lady sitting over there. We'll get back to her. (laughs) Genesis 1. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Well, that's not the plan of God said, and, 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 and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God said, let there be a firmament, and there was a firmament, and so for six days God said, and it was so. But there's one little comment in the middle there, it said, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said. See, God didn't say anything until the Holy Ghost was out there ready to take what He said and confirm it. Yes. Amen. The Word is the plan, it builds faith, it renews our mind, it's the plan of God. It's the will of God, but if the Holy Ghost is the one that comes in, grabs hold of it, and makes it come to pass. Yes. Jesus was the Word, wasn't He? Yes. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus was the Word.
1: Yes.
0: John's Gospel, 1 John, Revelation. Jesus was, is, and always will be the Word. And the Word was on the earth for 30 years and never worked one miracle. Never worked one miracle until suddenly John said if he, you know, we couldn't write down. If everything that he did could be written down, everything he said and did, the world itself couldn't contain the volumes. He went from no miracles for 30 years and then more than you could write down in three and a half. What was the difference? Jordan. Jordan. The Jordan, he came up out of the water praying, the heavens opened, the Spirit of God descended in bodily form like a dove, came upon him, remained upon him. God gave him the Spirit without measure, without limitation. Okay, the difference was the Holy Ghost. The Word always needs the Holy Ghost. They're the divine duo. Okay, so. So, anyway. So. So. Um, the spirit of God just, just began to just roll in there. I didn't see the glory. I didn't see the cloud. Didn't see a mist. Didn't see a fog have at times, but didn't in that service. Sometimes you, sometimes you see it, but most of the time you just sense it. You don't feel it. You just sense the presence of God. And all I know is if folks, you know, if folks don't want that, it's because they ain't been there. I'm from Oklahoma now. We didn't, I lost my Michigan accent. Anyway, you know, if folks don't value the presence of God, it's because they haven't been in the presence of God. I've had people say, what's the big deal about falling under the power? If you don't know, it's because you haven't fallen under the real power because you go down under the power. God, you get up. Something's changed. Okay. And so, um, so anyway, so I'm up here, you know, on the platform looking out there, I'm watching and here's this couple over here. I don't know anything about this, except I know she's been having physical difficulty. Okay. So I look over and, uh, and when I looked over at him, I, I just, it was one of these things. It wasn't intentional, but it was like, uh, you know how they, you know, on those, on those films where they've got, you know, guys flying the fighter jets and they got that deal where they, they lock on. Well, I don't know. I don't understand it, but I looked over and it was just like locking on and I couldn't describe it. In fact, it kind of bothered me. I thought, Lord, this is just kind of weird. Can you just help me with this? You know, because I've had that happen a number of times where you just you just look over at somebody. And all of a sudden you just lock on, you know, and, and, and I've seen that happen. And whole rows of people fall out under the power of God. And I thought, well, Lord, I like that. It's kind of cool, but I'd like some scripture for that. Well, you know, yeah, you, you have not because you ask not. And you go through the scriptures, you know, and Paul fastening his eyes upon him. You see it a number of times through the scriptures where it said so-and-so fastened his eyes upon him and said, look on us. Peter and John at the gate, beautiful, fastened his eyes upon him, said, look on us. The man looked up expecting to receive something. So there's something too I don't understand it. But as long as it's scriptural, I'm okay with it. But anyway, it wasn't an intentional thing. I just looked over at this couple. They're standing up. They got their, their hands on the chairs. You know, in, front. in fact, the chairs were just about exactly like these. They had their hands on the chairs in front of them like that. And they looked up, and when they looked up i i uh, I looked over at them and, and it just kind of locked on and when I did uh, uh, actually with uh, the the uh, the lady just locked on, and when she looked up, and it was like all of a sudden the two of them went over backward and took a whole row of chairs with them. I mean, they went over chairs, go you know, the chairs are connected, so a whole row went down on top of them. <laughs> People are scrambling, trying to get out of the way. You know, and they're down on the floor over there. And I thought, I'm not going over there. Lord, you started this, you finish it. Well, you know, I found out later that, you know, the, the, her husband, you know, he, he fell out and laid there for a minute or two and they got up. He, he said, I looked over at her and he said, uh, her, 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 eyes were open, fixed and glazed. He said, I'm doing this wow. in front of her. And I'm thinking, hope she didn't die here or something. I mean, you know, you didn't know. Well, what I didn't know was if I got my information right, that was that she had had, uh, uh, she was full of cancer, liver cancer. Do you remember what else it was, babe? Just full of cancer. Doctors hadn't given her any hope at all. I didn't know that. Okay. But she's just full of cancer. And, um, to the point that that was the night service that she couldn't get out of bed to go to the morning service. And, um, but that afternoon, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that God has, you know, I mean, yet we, we walk by faith. We believe in divine, you know, we, we, we stand on the word. We believe the word we declare. That's, that's how we live. We live, the just shall live by faith. But i tell you, sometimes God's got divine appointments too. And you can't explain it away. Sometimes there's just something about being in the right place at the right time. You know? I mean, how would you like to have been, you know, uh, the, the 5,000 Jesus ministered to and only 120 showed up in the upper room? How, do you, how would you like to have been the other, you know, 4,850 or 4,880 that didn't show up there? Amen. They missed a divine appointment. Amen. Okay, the 120 got it. Changed the world. And, I, and there are times, you know, there, there's, a, there's a sovereign side to God. Yeah, okay, I, he doesn't sovereignly steal Sovereignly kill, sovereignly destroy. He doesn't sovereignly take your money, take your family, take your business. No, he doesn't do that. But God's so good. He's not only God, but He's Father. Yes. And a real Father gets a real charge out of being able to sneak a blessing in on his kids. A real Father's going. I know you've asked me for this, but I've got something over here you didn't even think to ask me for. That's what I was talking about earlier. There's some divine. There's some divine. Something's coming along. I believe that. I just believe that. Yeah, I believe that too. Thank you. Hallelujah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> wow. So, so where was I? Sidetracked myself again. The lady. Thank you, Lord. The, lady. the lady. There's, you know, sometimes they're just divine. Sometimes there's an appointment. She said, I, was, I couldn't get out of bed. I was in horrible pain having a bed. I mean, the lady's basically dying. Medical science can't help her. Nothing they can do. Got a husband, three, three kids, three kids. And, um, you know, loves God and all that. And, 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 uh, but the, the Holy Ghost spoke to her said, get out of bed and go to church. She said, Lord, I can't get out of bed and go to church. Well, he, you know, when he says that, it's not like a, a negotiation kind of a thing. <laughs> you know, he's smarter than we are. Right. So she got ready and went to church. You know, just didn't know why. But there was a divine appointment. I'm so convinced that we're coming into a time with more and more divine appointments encounters of the Holy Ghost kind. I'm telling you, just coming in and you walk by faith, you believe the word, you study the word, you declare the word, you act on the word, you live that way and expect it to come to pass. Expect God to hasten his word to perform it. But I'll tell you, there's some things coming along where all of a sudden you're going to find yourself in a divine appointment. I was, I was, don't forget the lady. We'll get back to her. I was, uh, um, December 31st, Saturday, <clears throat> I was uh, preparing for Sunday morning, Sunday morning service, you know, New Year's Day. And, um, and I was sitting there kind of amusing myself. Ever amuse yourself? I, I have to because sometimes I don't amuse anybody else. But, but um, I've got a few in the church that give me a mercy laugh on my jokes now and then. But But <laughs> anyway, my wife always laughs. She always gives me a mercy laugh, even if it's not funny. So, um, so I'm just kind of amusing. I'm, I'm, you know, in my prayer room and I'm praying, waiting on God and reading. And I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be, you know, de- this is December 31st. Tomorrow's New Year's Day. Everybody's looking for a word from heaven. And I haven't got one. And I'm not even looking for one. I'm not even going to look for one. I told the church the next day, I said, you know, I said, the thing about these words, I said, the problem is it's so hard to find one that rhymes. (laughs) (laughs) How do you, what goes with 12? Nothing. Nothing. And I said, be real honest with you. I said, I don't know if I'm just missing the boat or what, but I said, you know, I've been, sometimes I've been around where that, that, you know, the word will come out for the next year. And I said that I get so excited about it and by the end of the year I'm thinking I must be as spiritual as a duck because the word came out good and I got nothing but good the whole year. Whatever they said didn't even come to close to coming to pass in my year. So I don't know what happened. Okay, so I'm explaining this to them. Not criticizing anybody that gets words. I'm just kind of happy that I don't have one. And while I'm enjoying that, I got one. (laughs) Just strictly by accident. A divine accident. So... So, um, I, uh, so, I I mean, just all of a sudden, right out of the clear blue, I heard the Spirit of God say, "Oh, 12 will be a year of opportunities. Yeah. Tell people to get ready for them. There's going to be opportunities. I'm, I'm so convinced there, we're going to meet people and not even understand or realize that there's going to be a divine connection. And down around the corner somewhere, we're going to find God set some things up. We, I, I, and, and and then I even get this, you know, I don't get these kind of messages, you know, but I got it's a year of opportunity. So stop, look and listen. I thought, oh, that's cool. That's really good. I don't get messages like that, you know. But anyway, um, and, and so just encourage the church, be, you know, uh, don't get so busy that, that things bypass you, yeah. that you can't be interrupted by the Holy Ghost. Always be looking. Get your antennas up. Always be looking. Looking for God in the middle of something that's going on. I don't mean God in the middle of bad things. I mean, no matter where you are, look for God in working something behind the scenes. And then always be listening. Let the Holy Ghost guide you. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're kind of going all over the globe here. We still right. got that lady sitting on the floor back over there. <laughs> She's, getting healed. That's good. She's getting healed. It'll be all right. <laughs> pastor friend of mine was telling me probably a year year and a half ago he said there was a man in his church there's a lot looking for opportunities okay watching always having our antennas up looking for god working something out that we don't know and then be listening listen on the inside always be listening to the holy ghost sometimes things don't make sense but sometimes the things that make the least sense with us are that make the most sense with god and uh pastor friend of mine was saying he said a man in his church faithful guy been there for years came up to him one time said pastor i got said you know i I just got to just vent something he said well go ahead what is it he said you know i've tithed for years pastor said i know you have i've tithed and i've given offerings for years yeah he said you know be real honest with he said I can't go back anywhere and see any major thing that I can say, this is a result of my tithing. He said, well, aren't you taken care of? Yeah. Aren't you blessed? Yeah. But for all the tithing and giving I've done, he said, it just seems like there just isn't anything I can look back and go, wow, that is because I'm a faithful tither. And the pastor said, without thinking, I said, he said, I asked him, said, all right, let me ask you something. You're a businessman. Have you ever gone back and thought, man, I had an opportunity. If I'd have just jumped on that, do you know how much money I'd have made? He said, oh, I've got dozens of those. He said, I've had so many opportunities come by, and then I look back and think, I, if I'd have taken all those, I could have retired early. My goodness. He said, that was your blessing. You missed it. Yeah. So, we want to be listening all the time. There's opportunities coming. There, I'm telling you, The world may go squirrely this year. I don't know. I'm trying to get to something over there that might explain that. I don't know for sure if I'll get there or not. But the world may go squirrely this year. The world system, it may go squirrely this year. It may go squirrely next year. There's not much we can do about that. But where we live, we can. In the middle of all that, I'm telling you what. There were more millionaires produced during the Great Depression than any other time in America's history. There's going to be opportunities out there, no matter no matter what, whether the world goes good, bad, or ugly, doesn't make any difference. Doesn't matter where it goes. There are going to be some divine opportunities for the church, and in the middle of that, Holy Ghost churches are going to thrive.
1: All right. Amen. 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 Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> Glory so anyway, Thank you. so anyway, um, so they, they're on the floor over here. He finally gets back up. They're trying to pull chairs off the top of her and off the top of him. And she's just laying there, you know, and she lays on the floor for a long time. Well, um, I just thought, it's not my business. Lord, you started that, you finish it. I don't know what's going on over there. So she finally gets up. She gets back in her seat. The service goes on. We're having a wonderful time. Half the church didn't even know what was going on over there. And, um, but, but, but. I found out, she told us later in that week, she contacted us and she said, well, she said, I don't know exactly what all happened except that she said, when I looked up, she told me, she said, when I looked up and that, that I'd locked on, she said, when I looked up, she said, all of a sudden, she said, it was kind of her, it was the same thing, just, just, I mean, locked there. And she said, I'm standing there looking at you, focused on you. And she said, all of a sudden you disappeared and Jesus was standing right in front of me. I said, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not fair. I'm the pastor. He's supposed to at least appear to me and then go over and talk to you. I mean, you know, I don't know what the deal is here. (laughs) And she said, uh, she said, uh, and he, she said, he's standing right in front of me. And she said, he said, now we'll just take care of first things first. She said, he reached down and put his hand right on her stomach area down here. And instantly she was perfectly whole, still alive and well today. Not a trace of cancer. She's had some tests run. She's had some tests run and they've told her, they said, well, one thing for sure, your uh, named for any particular organs that cancer is in, they're just like brand new. Well, they probably are. He probably didn't just fix them. He probably just put new ones in. I don't know. But we thought, wow, that's just amazing. Well, that was oh, going on eight years ago, eight years this, what, May, June, June, I guess. Um, and finally, this last year, seven years later. Seven years later, she said, I guess it's time to start telling some things. So, well, yeah, I'm your pastor. If you haven't, it's time to tell me. She said, well, she said, actually, there's more to it than that. She said, when he appeared to me, she said, he took me up to heaven, walked me around heaven. Wow. Said he began, we had a long talk. He began to talk to me about my future, began to talk to me about what's coming to this church, what's coming to the nation. She said, I got a tour of heaven. So, so you got healed, and you got to heaven, and you got to see Jesus. And I just stood on the platform watching people run the aisles, okay? <laughs> but i said that say this holy ghost churches are going to thrive in the days to come okay we may not be the most popular bunch in fact we might never be the most popular bunch we might never be the biggest ones we might not we might never have the 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 most uh, uh populated churches on earth doesn't matter doesn't matter as long as we can get the job done if we can get the job done, God's given to us. The masses aren't always going to. But the same pastor, I'll finish that. The masses aren't always going to go to Holy Ghost churches. No. Okay. Not everybody. That's not everybody's cup of tea. That's why you got you got Baskin Robbins out here. Yeah. Yes. That's why you got Baskin Robbins because you got 31 flavors and everybody wants something different, you know. And that's why you got so many kinds of churches. But there's always going to be an element of people.
1: Yes.
0: God spoke to to uh, Elijah and said, I got 7,000 of them bowed their knee to Baal. I got, he said, I, in other words, I got folks out there that still are hungry for me. Right. So, also made this statement. The same friend, not Jesus, this other friend, okay, made this statement. He said, uh, he said another time, the Spirit of God spoke to him, and he said, uh, the middle church is going to disappear. Again, you don't want bad for anybody so that does that's not what we're talking about we're thankful for everybody doing good we're thankful for anybody getting people born again we're all on the same team but yet at the same time god will you know the spirit of god will show you things to to come and if you know what's coming you know how to get ready for it tribe of issachar were men that had understanding of the times and to know what israel ought to do sometimes god will let you know what's coming so you can get ready for what is coming yeah and uh I asked him when he told me that a number of years ago. He said, the middle church is going to disappear. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, when the Lord spoke that to me, I asked him the same thing. What do you mean by that? Middle church is going to disappear. He said, um, "He said the Lord began to explain to him. Spirit of God explained to him. He said, you'll always have a, your social church. Just for business context and all that. You're always going to have the church that's just basically a social church. That's always going to be there because you've always got people. That's really all they want out of it. And he said, and you're always going to have the fervent, hungry church. Spirit-based. Yeah. Spirit-oriented. You're always going to have that. But, you know, in the days we're living in, you've got this huge church in the middle. It's just gray area. It's called the middle church. Not, not, any necessarily, not necessarily any form of doctrine. Not a, a, a statement of, of belief system. Okay, there's a, there was a, a man that um, had, was in our church and, and a few years ago, he you know, just felt like he wanted to go somewhere else. And I said, well, if you feel like you need to, then go with my blessing. you know I mean, we, if we're going to teach you to follow the Holy Ghost, then go, we're going to have to let you do it. And so he said, well, I, I, I want to do this. I said, well, okay. Well, I saw him a couple years later and he had gone to a particular church. And I said, you know, I said I've heard of this church and they're just thriving, man, they're exploding. And I said, I've wondered what it's like. I said, you know, you've been there a couple of years. I said, they must be doing something really interesting because I said, they're just they're just exploding Four, five, six services a day. You know, just putting new buildings up everywhere. And I said, so, well, you know, I said, I, I just want to tell me what it's like. I just want to know. And I said, um, what do they believe? And he stood there after two years. He stood there and he said, uh, well, I, I'm not real sure. I'm going, if you walk out of my church and say you're not sure what we believe, I'm going to have a talk with you because you're not listening. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Mm. But he said, well, I don't really know what they believe, what we believe. I said, well, do they believe in the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said, um, I, I think so. I'm going, I think so? Really? And I'm thinking, you know, here is an exploding church with the potential to reach people with message of the gospel And people can go there for two years and don't know what they believe. To me, that's the middle church. You've got a church that's always going to be social. You're going to have a church that's always going to be hungry. But there's a lot of middle church right now. That it's just, you know, whatever draws the crowd. Whatever the fad is. But you have to understand, if folks run with fads, fads fade. And you better be a fad chaser. Because one fades, you better be ready to grab the next one. And so... um, So... He said, uh, the Lord spoke to him and said, that middle church that's there right now, he said, it's going to disappear. And folks are going to go one way or the other. They're either going to go over the social route, if that's what they're geared toward, or they're going to get hungry and go after something real. And the middle church is going to disappear. And if the middle church is probably one of the strongest churches in America right now, basically even in the world, uh, and thank God for any good that's being done. But if that's been going to disappear, then there's going to be a whole bunch of folks that are going to either go nowhere or go to the social church, or they're going to get hungry and go somewhere to a Holy Ghost church. Yes. And I believe as that happens, that God's going to be directing folks to Holy Ghost churches. Amen.
1: Yes. Believe it.
0: I believe it. Yeah. And uh, and I'll say this: what I'm trying to get to earlier, not Exodus 33. We might get there yet. But um, um, you know uh. I'm, I'm not one given to just seeing things all the time. You know, I, I know some folks that do. I think it's a wonderful thing that people really are what the Bible calls seers, prophets. They, you know, so I'm not given to that much. But I, I uh, um, but just a number of years ago, um, the only way I can describe it, praying. It was like looking out in this direction on the horizon and seeing two clouds coming. Saw two clouds, not one, saw two clouds. There was a dark cloud here and a bright cloud over here way out on the horizon. And I remember praying, you know, just got my eyes closed and not an open vision or something like that, just seemed to look over and see these two clouds way out on the horizon. And I thought, something's coming. Dark one's probably a storm, and the bright one's going to be the presence of God, the glory of God. Well, didn't think much about it, you know. A couple years later, I'm praying along one day, and all of a sudden looking, and all of a sudden it's like looking that direction again, and they're closer. And, you know, a few years after that, not even thinking about it. Not praying about it. Just all of a sudden one day looking out there and they're even closer. All I can say is just in recent times, it's like it's right here. Wow. It's right here and there's two clouds. Mm-hmm. That makes me wonder what's going to take place in the world system and even really in a lot of the church system. Yes. There are folks that are going to, they're not going to pay the price to go after the presence of God. They're not going to be hungry enough. And they're going to have their own agendas. They're going to have their own plans. They're going to have dark deeds working in their lives. They're not going to want to deal with them. They're folks that are going to, they're going to take a step over into that. doesn't mean they're going to go to hell, but it means they're going to have a really rough time. But I'm telling you, there's a bright cloud at the same time. There's two clouds coming, and folks are going to decide which one they're going to run with. I've already made my decision. There's no doubt. I've got nowhere else to go. You take the Holy Ghost away from me, I'm in worse trouble than ever. I, 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 just, I can't get by without Him. I, he's the only one that knows the future. He's the only one that knows his plan for my life. He's the only one that knows where I need to go. I've got to have the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. For me to look at that and go, well, I don't want to pay the price for the presence of God. You go that direction, you're going to take some flack. Yeah. Sure. That's true. Flesh is always persecuted spirit. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be some flack, but hey, bring it on. I don't care what flack I get as long as I get the glory. Yeah. No, not as long as I get the glory, as long as I get to be in the glory. Amen. Right. Sometimes you have to clarify that. <laughs> as long as I get the glory. No.
1: Just <laughs>
0: where do we go from here? We're
1: good.
0: Up. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Um, well let's just go a little bit into this. Thirty-third chapter of Exodus. This you know, if you, if you back up prior to this, you see where Moses had gone up in the mountain, got, you know, been in the presence of God for 40 days. Do you know that's a long time? 40 days in the presence of God, no food. One translation seems to give you the, 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 the essence that he was, prost- he was prostrate, he was, he was on his face in the presence of God for 40 days. No food, no water, bodily functions suspended. Well, you don't need food or water if you're in the glory for 40 days. Without that, you're going to need a bunch of food and water. Okay, Now, he, uh, he comes back down. I mean, imagine that you've been, you've been with God for 40 days. He's given you a 10-point message. Man, you can preach this for years, you know, the Ten Commandments. He comes back down. When he gets back down there, while he's been gone, the people got disgusted. They didn't know where he was. And so they took all that gold. Imagine that, all the gold that God gave them when they came out of Egypt. That later on they used to build the, the tabernacle, the temple and the tabernacle. That's what that was for. God had given all that to them. So they start taking off all their gold and stuff and throwing it in a pot and had Aaron go over there and fire the thing up and make them a golden cow. Imagine that. You know, folks can. It, anyway. Um, made a, gold, a golden cow. And, then, and they're dancing around the golden calf. They're having a party. So Moses is coming down going, Oh, they're having a Holy Ghost party, man. They're singing and they're dancing. He's going, something in right about that music. Uh, There's dancing, but it's not that it's Holy Ghost dancing. So he comes down there and he realizes what they've done. He gets aggravated. He'd been up there long enough to get a message. He just wasn't there long enough to get sanctified. <laughs> so... So he takes the tablets and he's going, smashes them. And he goes over to Aaron and he goes, what's going on here? And Aaron's going, "Ah, man, I don't know. You know, you know we just all threw our gold in the pot and this cow jumped out. Yeah, right. And we figured it's that big a deal. We better worship, you know, and worship the cow. And, and you know, he's, he's throwing the cow under the bus. And uh, so Moses takes the golden cap, grinds it up into powder, throws it on the water, makes everybody drink it. That'll give you a real case of indigestion, you know. So he, uh, so he gets all done with this, and and um, he's really aggravated now. And um, so God's talking to him now because they've aggravated God now. They they have, you know, they've violated everything. They, you know, what, Moses got a church of three million, and the whole place backslid all at once. Now that'll give you some counseling appointments. Right? So, so God says. Um, he, he tells him, basically he tells Moses, he says, you tell him, I'm going to still take him into the promised land, I'm still going to take him in there, but I, I'm not going with him. Because they messed up so bad, I'd consume him. I'm not happy with them right now. Right. Okay, verse uh, uh, 33, chapter 33, verse 1, The Lord said to Moses, depart and go up hence, thou and the people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt, to the land which I swore unto Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, saying, unto thy seed will I give it. I'll send an angel before you, and I'll drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, the Jebusite, and I'll give it to my favorites. I added that last part in. Verse 3, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in the midst of you. For you are a stiff-necked people, lest I consume you in the way. So in other words, I'm gonna, I'll keep my word, I'll keep my promise, and I'm going to send you up there, but I'm probably not going with you. I'm not going with you. Okay. And so that just upsets everybody. So he says, I'll send you up there. I'll give you everything I said. I'm going to give you the land. I'm going to have an angel going before you. I'm going to drive out all of your enemies. I'm going to do everything I said I'd do. The only thing is I'm not going. Or you could say my presence isn't going with you. Okay. So we see Moses down here in verse 12. Moses said to yeah, verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, see, thou sayest unto me, bring up this people. Now hast not, let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name and, and thou hast found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight and, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. Yes. So look at this. Okay. you got, you've got Moses. He's got everything going for him. Okay. He's, he's got the biggest church in the world. Dr. Cho's what, a million? He had three million. It's called the church in the wilderness. He's got the biggest church in the world. Okay? They've got miracles. He's been able to put his hand in his coat, pull it back out, and it's leprous, put it back in, pull it back out, it's healthy, throw down his staff, it turns into a snake, pick it up, turns back into a staff. They've, They've even got some miracles going in there. And they're rich. They've just spoiled the Egyptians. God had a little Jewish boy bring all that into Egypt 400 years earlier, whatever. And... Now, he turns it over to them. They take the gold, the silver, and the raiment, take it with them. You know, all that gold that Joseph brought in, and Israel's taking it out. So now you've got the biggest, he's got the biggest church in the world. He's got some miracles. He's got finances. He's got gold. He's got silver. The man's got everything. He should be happy when God says, go up there. I'll even give you the land. They, you just, most people go, cool. Mm-hmm. You got it, God. You can do that. I like Moses because he's basically said, God, I don't care what I've got. I don't care about the riches. I don't care about the size. I don't care about the buildings. I don't care about anything else. If you don't, if your presence doesn't go with me, I'm not going. That's all there is to it. If your presence doesn't go, don't bother sending me up there. I love that consecration. He couldn't be bought. There's no price tag on him. It wasn't like, whoo, biggest church in the world. I have the biggest church the world will ever see. Three million. Well, I mean, of course, none of them born again. So that does give you some problems. But still the biggest church in the world, rich, gold, silver, got everything. Water out of a rock, manna from heaven, supernatural provision, all this. But he says, verse 14, God said, my presence, okay, my presence will go with you. I'll give you rest. Verse 15, he said, if your presence doesn't go with me, with me, don't carry me up there. God just said, all right, I'll go with you. Moses, he's on a, he's on a, he's on a mission here. Okay, God said, okay, I'll go. He says, if you don't go, don't bother taking me up there. He's still pleading his case after God said, I'll go with you. I like verse 16. Moses says, For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Do you know the only difference between us and everybody else is the glory? Yes. The presence of God? Amen. The, only thing, the only thing between us and every other religion in the world is the supernatural. The only thing between us and every other religion is the anointing of God. Yeah. Yeah. He said, doesn't matter if we got a big church, we got gold, we got silver, got a couple of miracles along the way. Got we got everything. We got fame, we got fortune, doesn't make any difference if we don't have you there. Yeah. Yeah. He said, God, if we don't have your presence, I'm not going up because what's going to be the difference? How are they going to know there's a difference between us and them? How do we know there's a difference between the saints and the ain'ts if you're not there with us? Yes. That is what? If the church isn't contending for the presence of God, then what have we got different than the rest of the world? That's right. The anointing is what breaks the yoke. Nothing else does that. Amen. Thank God. I just love his attitude here. And the Lord said to Moses, I'll do this thing also that you've spoken. For you found grace in my sight. I know you by name. Verse 18. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy. Gl-. Man, he's not. He is on a quest here. <laughs> I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Wow. He's still going after it. Here's the man that says this. All this stuff's not. It's just not that big a deal. All this stuff's fine, but it can go away in a minute. If your presence is with me, everything's going to work. And he said, I'll make all my goodness pass before you. I'll proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I'll be gracious to whom I'll be gracious. And I'll show mercy on whom I'll show mercy. And he said, you can't see my face, for no man can see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there's a place by me and you can stand on a rock. (laughs) We still got that rock today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It'll come to pass when my glory passes by, I'll put you in a cliff to the rock and I'll cover you with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away my hand and you can see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Moses was just hungry for the presence of God. The Apostle Paul, Philippians 3.10, he said, all this stuff I count as nothing. My fame, my fortune, my accomplishments, my degrees, my studies, I count it all as absolutely nothing. He said, I got one goal in life and it's two parts that I might know him. And the power of his resurrection. Hallelujah. What's the power of his resurrection? Jesus was raised glory. from the dead by the yeah. glory of God the Father. Amen. He was so hungry for the glory, the heavy manifested presence of God, that nothing else mattered. He said, I don't care if I have built churches all over the known world. I don't care what I've gotten accomplished. It's nothing if I don't know him and the power of his resurrection. His one goal. I mean, David, back to what, 63rd Psalm? King David, he said, uh, oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul longeth for thee. My flesh thirsteth for thee. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see your power and to see your glory as I've already seen it in the sanctuary. Hallelujah. He didn't say, "Ooh, I've never seen it before. It'd be really cool to see the glory. He said, God, I've seen it before and I'm addicted to your, I'm addicted to your spirit. Yes. The more I get, the more I've got to have. The more I've got to have, the more I get. I'm on a Holy Ghost merry-go-round. And we're just getting more and more in your presence yes. and your glory. I believe God's looking for a church. I don't mean just a local church, a body that's so hungry for the presence of God, so hungry for the manifested presence of God, so hungry for the glory of God that it consumes us. And those churches are going to experience something. I'm convinced it's not it's not very far down the road. We're just in a preparation stage. Hallelujah. What was that? Something about under the radar. Somebody came to us a few years ago and said, your church is the best kept secret in town. I'm thinking, we're not trying to keep it a secret. This is not, that's not the plan. Thank you very much. Could you kind of advertise that around for us? Put up billboards, the best kept secret in town.
1: So,
0: you know, I whined to God a little bit about that. Okay, God, why are we the best-kept seed? Why are we a secret? (laughs) But I'm telling you, I know there's something. There's something brewing under the surface. There's something in the works right now. God's getting it all put together. But I tell you, then it's going to be first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the air. We're going to see some things take place. All the fruit of our labor, all the seed we've sown, all the plants we've planted, all the lives that have been touched by the Word and the Holy Ghost. The glory of God's going to come. The last day church surely as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's our day. I believe we're, we're headed into something. Before Jesus returns and we get caught away. Before the rapture of the church, we're headed into something in the glory of God that we've never been in before. And it's going to be miracles like we never dreamed possible. We look back at the miracles during the 40s and 50s, the healing revival. We're, that's going to be the beginning, not the end. I believe God's that was a that was a seed to plant for a harvest that's going to come in. I mean, I've had I'm looking for a place to close. By the way, all right. we've had we've had some uh, just recent times. You know, I mean, we live we're from Tulsa, Jerusalem.
1: <laughs>
0: Somebody gave me a shirt the other day. Says gave us shirts. Says I love this town. I can't say I loved it when God dealt with us about starting a church. I argued for two years and drove to Dallas twice to see if we could start one there. Prayed about Denver. Prayed about Orlando. Prayed about Tampa. Prayed about Nome, Alaska. I didn't care where. I just wanted to. Didn't want to stay there. (laughs) We were on a live radio show one day. Christian radio station there. And the guy interviewing us, out of the clear blue, he can't talk about healing, he can't talk about something else, he just jumps right in with all four, and says, why Tulsa? I said, what do you mean? Why another church in Tulsa? I wanted to go, that's what I kept saying to God. God, have you not looked around here? And, you know, thank God for the Holy Ghost without even thinking. I said, well, we were driving down the street one day, and we saw a corner that didn't have a church, so we grabbed it and started one. (laughs) Live radio. Man, he changed that subject real quick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're over in Germany a few years back. Met a pastor. We're talking to he and his wife. Very broken English. The wife said, you're from Tulsa? Yeah. It's like, like, wow, you're from Tulsa. Thank you. Okay. She says, I hear everybody in Tulsa is saved. Not in my neighborhood. Thank you. So, but let me try to conclude with this. But it's just been really unusual lately, in the past probably six to ten months. We're having, we're having folks sending us emails, sending us letters. People we know, we, we, we know them, not extremely well, but folks we know that are saying, one, one fellow, he, said, he wrote and he said, I want to send you a, an email, if I can, about something that happened. I said, sure, send it through. You know, I don't know if it's good, bad, ugly, I don't know what it is, but send it through, Sure. He sends through this email. He said, I had a dream the other night. This guy's got a real Holy Ghost flair to his life. I've known of him for a long time. He said, I had a dream the other night. And he said, I, uh, he said, uh, I, uh, I was at a meeting. And he said, I thought it was my church. And he said, all of a sudden, I looked. And I thought, this isn't my church. This is Mark and Janet's church. He's never been to our church. And he said, I saw the power of God fall in there. He said, I saw people lined up outside to come in. There are so many healings and so many miracles taking place. People were lined up outside the building. They couldn't get in. He said there were creative miracles flowing everywhere. And he said, it wasn't just from the two of you. He said, it was the congregation. They were out there shaking hands with people. And they'd get healed as they shook hands with them. Folks laying hands on people. Healing's taking place all over the property. He said, I saw it. He said, I saw it. I had this dream. And he said, it was so vivid. He said, I saw you and your wife in there. And he said, I know it was you because he said, I just knew it was you. But he said, it was hard to tell because he said, when I looked at you, your faces were just glowing with the the glory of God. I couldn't see your face because the presence of God was so thick. I thought, "Ooh, type this out and put it on my wall. I want to read this every day. (laughs) But that's one of uh, there's been a number of those that have come through out of the clear blue. And it's not just Tulsa. It's everywhere God can find a place where the people are hungry for the presence of God.
1: Yeah,
0: amen. And I believe he's got a place like that right here. Amen. And so I'm just, I'm just, I am, I'm pumped. I'm stirred. I really believe there's something in the works. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to God and the glory of God, the glory of God, the glory of God, the manifested presence of God. I thought that's where I was going tonight. Never did get there. Maybe tomorrow night. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, the one thing, the glory of God has changed my life. Every time I've had an encounter with the manifested presence of God, I come out so different. And I'm convinced we're going to have services more and more frequently where the manifested presence of God, some will see it, some won't. Sometimes you just see it, sometimes you just sense it, sometimes you just know it's there. But the manifested presence of God is going to start invading our services. I'm, I know we're going to have services where every person in the building is going to get healed in a service. doesn't matter what's wrong with them. It's happened before. It happened back in the 40s and 50s. Why shouldn't it be happening today? If it happened in the middle days of the church, why shouldn't it be happening in the late in the late days of the church? Praise God. Well, let's stand to our feet.
1: Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to, God.
0: Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God.